0: Hi and welcome to Carbon Podcast, Episode Three Fifty Five. I am your host, Chris Truscott Brown, and joining me today,
1: Emily Cherecki,
0: the other host, because there's two of us today. Absolutely. So, uh, the one thing I wanted to start out with this episode. Uh, okay, we'll get to this. This episode is hopefully coming out Friday. Which will be the uh, 17th, hopefully. Emily, would you care to share what is happening, I think, tonight, tomorrow and Sunday? Is that correct? This weekend?
1: Tonight, tomorrow and Sunday.
0: Being Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Am I totally shitting the bed? Is it not this weekend coming up?
1: Unless I'm forgetting about something extra life uh no, I don't think extra life united is until later I thought it was this coming weekend uh let's let's double check because if I don't know that could be a big problem um...
0: oh no i uh jesse uh it's the next weekend, Jesse messed up on there.
1: April 23rd to 25th. Is that right?
0: Yeah. So one more weekend. Ah. Never mind. I was, I was sweating <laughs> I was because like, oh. I started to get all sorts of notices about it and and prep. And I was just like, I'm not ready and I haven't registered. I don't think I'm going to be able to.
1: Yeah. You, you were making me sweat because <laughs> I, I was like, wait, is this happening tomorrow? Like,
0: Well, um, okay. A week from tomorrow... Would you like It to go will be over? Extra Life United, <laughs> yes. and, uh,
1: which is also going to be virtual once again this year. Um, so a uh, bunch of individuals and teams from across the U.S. and Canada uh, will be playing games uh, to raise money for their local uh, Children's Miracle Network hospitals, um, as well as they have various panels. Uh, it's also part of Children's Miracle Network um hospital week uh so normally this takes place down in um orlando florida Uh, but obviously this year and the previous year due to pancakes we have been um, well
0: doing it from home we're allowed to say pandemic on the podcast it's just youtube that (laughs) doesn't like pandemic and so
1: pancake oh but i just i just find it so uh entertaining at this point that it's just pancakes.
0: that's pretty fair I just feel like it's sort of expected on the Let's Plays, but it's still kind of a Let's Plays inside joke, and people on the podcast won't really get it. But I don't know, maybe I'm not giving people enough credit.
1: So, uh, related to Extra Life United, um, one of the games that is being played is Rocket League. Yeah. um, And it's two on two. And I noticed when I was signing up that no one in my group, the Rooster Buckeyes, uh, was listed on there for Rocket League, so I checked with the server really quick, and I said, "You know, hey, is anyone playing Rocket League? Because it's two on two, and I'd you rather be paired with someone rather than just getting a random teammate." Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like no one else in our group decided to sign up for Rocket League, I so I looked say, through the
0: hit up. Jesse. I looked
1: through. I looked through the list, uh, and there was one that was listed as Carbon Podcast. And there was only one person listed on there. That'll be Jesse. And it was... No, it was Peter. Oh,
0: okay. Because Jesse so, is planning to sign up, but he's been pretty busy. So you're going to be playing okay. with Peter?
1: Yeah. So Peter nice. and I will be playing uh, as a team. So
0: That is pretty awesome.
1: He's like, yeah. I. He's like, I, I haven't been able to get either of them to... You know, anyone else on on Car Bomb to to join Rocket League yet. So he's like, sure, why not?
0: Yeah, I just... I really wanted to sign up for Extra Life United, but I work Saturday. I'm not gonna be able to do any of the Saturday events. Yeah, uh I totally Sunday did is my day off and unfortunately I have promised my wife we're gardening that day, so <laughs> Gotcha, yeah. Yeah. I will I will watch, but um Apparently I uh I won't even get the day right anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I seem to be bad for that lately. Uh, So what I was alluding to earlier, I recorded the show, edited the show, put it together, uploaded it Friday morning, as usual, last week. And nobody said anything Saturday. Nobody said anything Sunday. Nobody said anything Monday. Monday night, Peter messages me, "Hey, uh, something wrong with the episode?" And it's like, um, "I don't Shouldn't be. <laughs> think so." And I go check, and it's like, "Oh, something is wrong with the episode. It didn't upload it just correctly." Did so, finished
1: uploading. Yeah, the
0: for... upload was actually done on Monday for a Friday episode. <laughs> I actually wanted to make uh, this episode about making fun of me for that, but. Instead, I wanted to announce something uh, because just everyone was busy today. Thank you, Emily, for showing up. Uh, no problem. Oh yeah, I've been getting all the dates wrong. I've been counting today as Wednesday instead of Thursday, so I've been counting two. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, now super that super I'm actually shit.
1: thinking about it, I think the, you said the yeah, 17th. I did because Friday, I added
0: I, I added two. Business to today's date oh my goodness because okay. it's wednesday right <laughs> uh, it's wednesday in my head because we're doing the podcast but right. boy on listening back this is just gonna be like <laughs> so <a> <laughs> cringy at the start that's one of the worst like i leave it in because i'm not i'm not gonna edit my own embarrassment out that's that's <laughs> not what we do here Right. but I hate when it's like the times when I just get really drunk and start slurring or talking too much. Like the times I'm listening back sober to the times I'm way too drunk on the podcast. I just like, Oh no. Like I <laughs> what am I, doing? I hate listening back to myself. <laughs> I'm really going to hate this one because all of the dates are wrong. Um, let me just check. Okay. It is actually 3:55. Good. I didn't get that one wrong, but, uh, yeah I think there's a title in there somewhere about carbom getting dates <laughs> um but what I wanna do eventually when more of the regular cast and certainly you Emily, if you're interested uh are available, I wanna start a series of episodes with just carbom roasts i i actually i will say bring it on uh I'll have an episode am... where the entire point of the episode is just making fun of me as long as everybody else takes a turn too. <laughs> I
1: I was going to say I am uh I was especially excited because of uh who you are going to have sending the roast. So, uh I I would be totally down for participating um yeah. because I'm sure some of some of the buckeyes would en- enjoy uh getting a crack at that so
0: oh uh, okay do any if, of the if they were guys to call in other than uh you and phil actually know me
1: oh no no no! i meant if i got a turn sort of oh i
0: see yeah 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 if if yeah. you get a turn sure uh yeah honestly yeah, as as, and i'm, I'm not uh, i'm not just kissing ass you, probably, i don't really yeah. know you well enough to know how to make fun of you properly
1: <laughs> yeah i i also feel like i don't know i'm i like to think at least i'm a pretty polite person and i like you guys quite a bit so there is part of me that's like oh, i don't know what kind of mean things i could say about you or I, roast material
0: i think jesse and i will have no problem being mean to each oh, other no.
1: oh yeah you too, <laughs> that's I'm gonna sure be could. the
0: best one is yes uh when we take turns there I could think of enough things to say about Peter and Jacob, I guess. Uh, not Kieran, because Kieran's perfect. Um, I, I
1: would definitely have to phone in my answer though, because I'd have to think a hot minute on it. It's I'm not going to sure be something that you comes have on heard, If you're listening to
0: the podcast, I'm sure you've heard enough from me and about me to make fun of me mercilessly. I have. We'll, we'll faith figure in out that.
1: something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, at some point, uh Carbom roasts. I think. Would be fun. Speaking of everybody roasting a person, have you heard about this guy that publicly quit Pornhub?
1: No, I don't think I heard about
0: that. <laughs> he went on Pornhub not to watch anything, to make a post about, like, hey, sorry guys. I'm leaving. I don't have a need for porn anymore. I have found and married the girl of my dreams and honestly looking at porn is feeling like cheating. So I'm just going to be sitting. I'm going to miss you all, but uh I'm out. It's just like I'm sorry do you misunderstand what Pornhub is? <laughs> like this isn't just I, I a mean, social hangout. I don't think I've Yeah, this guy's never Pornhub like Facebook. I don't <laughs> like... think I have ever nope nope that's not true i have one time had a social interaction based on watching porn but most of the time i don't it's
1: it's you kind don't of meant go to, the...
0: to be a pretty solitary yeah, experience i exactly. think exactly <laughs> if it's not solitary then why are you wasting time with porn If if, if someone else okay, is involved so... then there's there's probably better ways to spend your time
1: There is a guy in the Rooster Buckeye server who, for, he's kind of like the chaotic wild card of the group. Yeah. Uh, And uh, he, at one point, had this thing that he was doing where if he wanted to show you any video on the internet, the only way he would show you a video is he would find it on Pornhub, like, non-sexual stuff that was uploaded to Pornhub, and he would that's send you the I've link.
0: Never. So, yeah, I don't understand. I've never gone it either, looking but into it, <laughs> but I understand there is actually like a fairly big non-sexual right, market. But it, like again, It's called yeah. Pornhub. If it's not porn, well, there's other places for it.
1: And that's the whole point: is that he just wanted to make everyone any link they got from him, they'd have to click a Pornhub link, and that was the whole joke for him: yeah. was just. And it was just like, Dylan, for the love of God, please give me a YouTube link. <laughs> like, Something and he's like, nope, that I can click safely
0: it. click in public without being worried. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, on that note, Jesse and I have every now and then toyed with the idea of uploading our episodes to Pornhub. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had one time I was watching a porn video i was i was liking it but it wasn't like stellar like top notch like it didn't go in the top 10 i don't even know okay. if it's a top 10 i don't think i could think of 10 that i remember well <laughs> enough to go into a top 10 but anyway what actually got my attention is while all the porn stuff were hap- was happening i i was like this song in the background, though, like, that's banging. And not not to make a pun, but, like, it was a good song. Right. And so I actually did scroll down into the comments, which, uh, don't ever go into the comment section of any porn <laughs> video. um, But I went into the comments until somebody asked, like, what is the song, and somebody answered. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. And actually left the porn video business unfinished because <laughs> i went back i went to youtube to find the song instead it's been
1: a really great song <laughs> it was fun
0: uh and i'm scrolling down uh in the comment section of this song and somebody in youtube comments is who's here because of the name of the porn that i was just watching and i commented like high five bro it's like we did the exact same journey that was like a solid social connection based on porn that i was just like this is the weirdest but greatest moment ever (laughs) so i guess there is a social aspect to porn that i've not explored but uh yeah this guy publicly quit porn Because he felt like that was cheating on his new lady. But she was just like, first of all, that's misguided. I'm married. My wife knows I watch porn. I would never try to keep that from her. But it's just like, you know, sometimes there's time for two people to do something together. And other times there's some time to just take care of business on your own. Like, it's just, it's how humans work. Right. But so many people, like... Even in Pornhub, but then it got posted to Reddit and everything else. And like, so many people are just like, "We feel you, brother. Uh Don't worry. We'll we'll keep up the fight for you, and like, <laughs> we'll keep watching all the videos so you don't have to." <laughs> but what champions? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, taking one for the team, <laughs> or as a team. <laughs> Let's see
1: here. I'm trying to think what, what is next.
0: Uh, I mean just what you want to
1: do your wombo.
0: <laughs> well I I can. There's not really a lot to say. Um I'm late to the game. The internet has been all about wombo for like a while now, but uh yeah. My brother showed it to me. I've been showing everybody at work. I've been doing I mean, I'm not gonna bother posting them. Um because it's kind of been done to death. But yeah, uh, Wombo is going around my workplace now and <laughs> we've been doing little videos of everybody. Um, but I did do a really good one of uh, Jacob, a good one of Peter, and a good one of Matt. Uh, I haven't been able to find a good picture of Jesse that works for it. Like some, A lot of pictures just don't work, but every so often when you get a good one... Uh, And I can't do it to myself. I'm just unnatural and misshapen. My head is too thin. My (laughs) hair is too short. I'm too pasty. My face just distorts. And it's like basically if, and this is a visual thing that only Emily can see, but if I'm looking straight on and then I turn, it's like this part of my head just disappears and I just get like (laughs) super thin faced even more than I already am. And... It's weird how I can be a fat guy with a thin face. It's annoying.
1: <laughs> One boat does not accept Chris as a real person.
0: No, no, <laughs> I, uh, I'm like Knobby Nobs in Discworld. I have to carry a hard, uh, or sorry, a card to verify that I am in fact human.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. You have
0: to present an ID, sort of like your vaccination card, uh, but just. Yes, you are in fact a member of the human race.
1: <laughs> I'm curious to see it. Um, how much they'll actually come into play? Like a lot of as things start opening up, will you actually be required to show a vaccination card?
0: I think, or for a while. are they
1: just going to? Because I I feel like it may be more likely that they just expect everyone to wear a mask. For a while,
0: I think what needs to happen is, like, everyone, in my understanding, it's more widespread in the States than in Canada, but even a lot of Canadians that I know are getting vaccinated. Um, It seems to me that they're telling everybody still wear a mask until the official order is up, because as a vaccinated person... You're still a carrier. You just can't catch it.
1: So the mask is to protect
0: other people. So they're going to keep the masks going until, I think, until we can get herd immunity. Because we we know we're not going to vaccinate everybody. Because sure, there's always going to be
1: people who are just not going to, for whatever reason. My dad will
0: never. I, I guarantee you, unless it gets to a point where he's, like, tied down and forced, which is actually what he's scared of, so that would justify all of his fears, <laughs> Right? he's never, ever going to get the vaccination. So, um, I hope enough people get it that we can get herd immunity and the virus just dies out on its own. Sure. But then at that point, the aftermath of this is, is going to be just, like... It's going to take so long to actually recover from this. I'm I, sure. I was talking about with a customer today, even after, like, you're vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. E- enough people are immune and herd immunity and all that, and it is dying out, and we're told we can take the masks off. It's still going to be the case for so long where somebody's going to walk into a room without a mask on, and your first instinct is like, that. Ah. But they're right. going to be like, oh, wait, I don't have one either. Right. We don't need them anymore. And I right. still think people are going, like, lineups anywhere are going to be triple the length. Because everyone's still going to do the distance in a lineup. You're not going to, like, you used to just get right behind the other person. Now you do I, six feet away. And I you, feel like it's going to yeah. be
1: a little, a little bit like a generational trauma sort of thing. And not to yeah. equate it too closely, but... Um, you know, like during the Depression, people started like s- trying to stockpile things and be frugal about things, and you see that a lot of those people who lived through the Great Depression lived that way for the rest of their lives. You know, I, I like am, they they were extra frugal, and d- um, that's
0: actually a good point. I grew up in a pretty poor family. Mm-hmm. I am in my thirties. And I still to this day, and I've been, I'm not rich. I'm comfortable, though. Yeah. If if I can afford beer, that's what I look at. If I can afford beer, then I'm fine. Because obviously, if things aren't okay, it's got to be the first thing to go. It can't not be. But I still to this day, this is something that came from growing up in a big family. I always grab enough the first time. I don't ever go back for seconds because mm-hmm. I there's not gonna be seconds. I take right. what there's I know no I, I, I take what I'm gonna want the first time around. I don't take yeah. a dainty little portion on my plate. I'll stack it artistically in ways that uh the right. foods actually care <laughs> and uh, and make yeah. sense. <laughs> and I'm not gonna take more than I need, but but that's the other thing. I specifically sure. don't take more than I need because i just like i said i've been comfortable more years of my life now than i've been poor but i have been poor enough to be legitimately hungry like there just is no food i don't think for the rest of my life i'm going to be able to throw food away like yeah if if i'm eating something and it's a situation where it's weird to be like hey does someone else want this uh I'll just eat the rest of it anyway. I have several times eaten to the point of making myself feel sick and bloated because it's just like, holy shit, I'm way too full. But it's like, I can't throw the shit away. It's like, I've been starving. And and that's a thing that's like in my research that's been quite common in people that grew up poor. It's like, you're never going to throw food away.
1: Sure. You know, and I, I feel for us even... You know, when we get to a point where maybe we don't have to wear masks and and things like that,
0: we're probably
1: yeah, there will be a lot more people wearing masks, continuing to wear masks. People who wear masks even just when they get the cold or the flu and they have to go out in public. Um, I also know you know some people are just like I'm never going to share a drink with someone ever again. That's... It's just
0: different, you know. Or I don't know if just the naturally of want more never sharing a drink. Although I wouldn't. I think it just depends on the person. I just generally didn't before either. I I always felt that that kind of weird. Um,
1: really, like if it's not my husband, I you know, it's not like I. Oh yeah, I
0: I share food and drinks with Jamie, of course, because we've shared a lot more. But um, but yeah,
1: I'm the not the person where like if you know, if someone else offers me like a sip out of their their, you know, drink, I'm not just like
0: oh yeah sure give me some of that so yeah uh as for the some people will still while they're sick get the mask out and put it back on that's a perfect example of is that wrong? I don't think it is. No. We I think a lot of the, I think a that. lot of the habits that we've developed from this probably should have been there. I don't think we'd be in the situation sure. we are I mean, now
1: a lot of countries in Asia have been doing that for a long time, and yeah. for them, it was particularly important because public transit is such a big thing.
0: Oh yeah, you know, in you're Japan where you have to take the to train cheek. and
1: stuff. Right, you're you're getting shoved into the trains before the doors is closed. Like with people you know, it's actually like, if like you're sick,
0: you. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. If you're sick, you don't um, you know you don't want to be face to face with a bunch of people who are sick.
0: So. But the thing, the thing I was thinking of is it's such a weird thing like how perspective changes because i'm sure some people thought of it but most of us didn't but with this new perspective it seems like the weirdest fucking thing it's like why is it that the first time you meet a stranger the first thing you do is both of you just touch the grossest part of your body together (laughs) Like, what the fuck are handshakes? I get why they started way back when you had to show someone you didn't have a weapon, but, like, the fuck is that? It, it, I, at any given day, in any given yeah. moment out in public, your hands are 100% the dirtiest part.
1: Oh, sure. Part of,
0: like, not not to be gross or overly sexual, but I would happily touch literally any part of your body and guarantee that it's cleaner than your hand is. <laughs> like,
1: I mean, probably true. Like, like, it's just... If not, it's, it's got to be pretty close. Like, it's got to yeah, be one the of But the other thing,
0: like, uh, and I'm glad that the world already, without the pandemic, was going away from this, but money. Money is fucking dirty. And, yeah. And it used to be a thing, like, you go somewhere, you, you pay for your food with money, now your hands are unbelievably disgusting, you grab your bucket of chicken, you eat it, and then... Finger licking good, right? It's like ew. We did that. <laughs> yeah. But, like I love that. KFC had to drop finger licking good in the wait, like in the wake of this pandemic, and that was one of their first moves. Right. Is they're just like they're just like nope, yeah, nope. Maybe nope, maybe don't. But uh, do maybe that, do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, that should have always been the thing. Hey, don't do that because it's gross and <laughs> you're gonna kill yourself. But on the other hand. I say all that, was the fact that we just so casually were fucking filthy a good thing. Because did that build up all our immune systems? Is this year and a bit, and probably easily a couple years, if not more, by the time it's all said and done, of ultra-disinfecting and masking and distancing and, like, ultra-safe lifestyle... Yeah, those of us that have There's already built up our immune system, but what about kids that are growing up in this climate? Right. Like, There's do they not get one balance, You know? Like, it's tough. I'm worried yeah. about all the um, disinfectants causing superbugs, for sure.
1: Yeah, one of the things, actually, is it really wasn't that long before pandemic hit that the CDC officially came out and said, hey, antibacterial soap is causing problems yeah and they it's... actually started um, limiting the amount of uh, antibacterial soaps on the market on um, like US store shelves yeah um, and then of course not that long after pandemic hit, and it kind of feels like a lot of that went out the window because now we yeah. had something that was more immediate threat, and we need the hand sanitizers
0: and stuff like that. Yeah, if antibacterial cal- soap is bad, these alcohol-based hand sanitizers are way worse.
1: And I can't help but wonder, just if it becomes a habit for us that we need to use all these disinfectants and cleaners, and
0: that was already a everything thing I was like that. Some people do. Right, it's like they were kind of made fun of, and now they're they're the new normal. <laughs> right, like right. The so, people that just like squirt hand sanitizer every five seconds because they're like, "Ew, everything's gross." And because like, I'm touching I everything was and everything's gross. Yeah. More of that coming up, even before the pandemic. So,
1: I just feel like yeah. some of us, by habit, will continue it either because of feeling like we we need to to be safe. Yeah. Um or literally just mindless habit sort I of a thing. I think for me it's going to um, be a
0: mindless habit because I I'm forced to do it. Like I still I still do it out of respect when I'm out just as me, like keeping the distance, mm-hmm. keeping the mask. But I do it extra vigilant at work like I'm gloved up I'm masked up I'm fully distancing and it's partially because I'm interacting with the public way more because I'm in a customer facing job but secondly it's like I like where I work I don't want us to get a fine and that's another realistic thing you can't you can't be messing up because you'll ruin it for everybody
1: right you'll you'll you could potentially get the company in trouble and even if the company doesn't get in trouble I mean no no one wants to be like, oh, I don't go to that place because you know yeah, they don't follow protocol. There's a, you
0: know, there's a local place called Bylands. They do like garden and plants and flowers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They had early on when this whole thing started, which seems almost like a lifetime ago. They were one of the first big businesses in town here uh, that had a big outbreak, and it did hurt the business. It was just, like, now Bylens is just the disease-ridden filth factory. It's, like, it's an unfair reputation. Uh, One second.
1: And especially depending on the size of any given company, it can be hard for them to monitor it. Obviously, some companies are better at it than others, but, you know. We, their we own do employees try, have pressed the name of their company. You yeah, know? we
0: do um, try. And most of the employees are on board, but without naming names because I don't want to identify where I work, but also don't want to call specific people out. There are certain people that just, I every time I see them, hey, where's your mask? It's like, just put it back on. Don't put it on when someone says something and then take it off a second later. It's like, don't take it off while you're in the building. Like that's right. that's how I, it works. That's why it's I supposed didn't to work.
1: Really have to tell you the first time, but
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh,
1: I, I I just feel like as well. Like as going back to the thing about having to show the card. I feel like in America, that's going to be particularly hard because Americans. There's already a lot of Americans like pissed that they have to wear masks which is dumb enough, you know there's going to be people who are like, I shouldn't have to show my card, this is a violation of my rights, you know. So I'm wondering how many places may, even if it's no longer mandated, may just say, you just have to wear a mask. Yeah. You know, like, because that's easier to verify quickly than cards and having to deal with people who are like, I'm not showing you anything. I think that's
0: an easier thing because also... If you think of having to police that, all you have to do is simply look at everyone. So if you have 10 people come in the store, it can be like, mask, 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 Uh, no mask, hey, put one on, mask, okay, good. Or, all right, stop everyone, one by one, six feet apart, please approach me and at a distance, show me your card. It's just like, okay, bottleneck for sure. Like, that just doesn't work.
1: Right. And I also, I don't know how big of a problem it has been or will be. But there has also been the consideration of people making fake cards. Those cards Um, don't
0: look hard to counterfeit. However, and it's actually one
1: of the reasons they were saying, like, don't post a picture of your card on social media. They're like, we know everyone's it's excited. Still but
0: I could probably right, because make one even right if now. You, <laughs> I've seen it right, Even
1: if you cover your personal information, you're still providing them a potential template of yeah. what
0: it should look like. But also, so. I, think, I think the person that isn't going to get the vaccination isn't going to show their card. They're also not just going to fake one and use it to get in. They don't want to get in. They want to have to fight. They want to stand there and tell you how wrong you are by asking them for a card rather than just display a fake card.
1: There might be a a percentage of them that might try to do it so that they can have have their cake and eat it too, if you will. Um, But I agree that that there is a certain percentage. Right, but I do feel like there is a certain percentage of people that's just going to be like no i shouldn't have to be vaccinated the same sort of people who you know they argue well my kid shouldn't have to be vaccinated to go to school yeah. and then people say well fine you're you're welcome to homeschool them and they're like oh well i'm not doing that you know these yeah. people they they it's don't like want it either
0: way alternatives right. but <laughs> right but you know on that note i think I think the responsible thing to do is educate yourself. Make sure you're getting sure. the right one. Like, I know there is some concern on the uh, the one and done J&J one with blood clots. Like, do your research. It's not, I'm not saying it's what's, 100%, like, perfectly well, and fine. Well, what's more important
1: about the J&J is that it's, efficacy level is a little bit less so than Moderna and Pfizer. Yeah. That's what I would be more concerned about. Obviously any concerns you have, like talk to your doctor. They're gonna be able to give you all of the information and tell you what things are more risky or not and what they recommend.
0: You know? But I do I do understand I guess a good reason I would never do this, but a good reason for faking one Is somebody, they're not aggressive, anti-vax, anti-mask. They're just trying to get by. And they're just legitimately scared. Mm -hmm. They want to interact with society and they don't really trust it. Like, I guess that would be a good reason, but... uh... Well, and
1: understandably, some people have been really concerned about how safe the vaccines are. Uh, because some people feel that they were rushed some people are concerned when they see these news articles about those one or two people who have had reactions to the vaccines um you know i mean i've i've done a lot of research that show that these vaccines um although we got them quickly were not because they rushed and did a poor job of making them um and You know, obviously these cases as well of people reacting poorly to the vaccine have been pretty small. Um, So, you know, I I get that there is always some concern. um,
0: Uh, Can you you give me one second? Sorry, I I just have to run for one second. I'll be right back and I can just cut this part out. Sure. Hi and welcome back. I stepped away for a second. I don't know where we left off. So uh, in Monty Python fashion... And now for something completely different. I know That's we were right. talking a lot about COVID, but uh I want to hear about what uh I we're sorry that Phil couldn't be on this episode. I want to hear about what Phil is now qualified to do.
1: Yes. So uh Phil's newest certification um or at least he uh yeah, he he became certified. He's still waiting on his actual certificate. Uh Phil did get his Part 107, which is a commercial drone license. So oh, he was uh, talking
0: about that. Yes. So that's so like that you is can hire yourself one. out as like a drone photographer or somebody to do aerial shots. Correct. Uh, yeah, that's pretty um, cool. We're
1: actually uh, he might actually together. use that one. <laughs> yeah. No, we're actually uh, working on creating some some leads. We're thinking about doing some commercial stuff together.
0: So yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So that that's the fun new Phil certification. Not a whole <laughs> lot more to update yet, but. Uh,
0: Oh, that um, yeah, that's going to be pretty awesome. I love it, it like really- to to recap. Phil's talked about it on a few of these episodes here, but uh, Emily's brother Phil, he just loves getting certified for about as many not degrees but qualifications he can get. Yep.
1: Any anything <laughs> he, he can get a, cer- right, a certificate saying that he can do something, he's all about it. So yeah.
0: has he gotten much he's- into medical, or is that more? Your thing. Uh,
1: not yet. Uh although he has talked about trying to get uh CPR certified. I mean everybody uh, and, should do that, and, regardless right, of if you're or, a weirdo
0: that has a hobby on certification.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> um and or like a, a general first aid. Also certification. everyone should get that.
0: Right. I think He's also first aid level about, one should be taught in schools, honestly. Everyone should just sure. know it.
1: He's also talked about uh possibly doing a like uh FEMA certification as well.
0: Oh, that would be pretty like, great because if... Like disaster down, preparedness and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. I would actually um,
0: really want to be helpful if yeah, like, a major I, catastrophe happened.
1: Right. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, FEMA website with some of the like courses you can take, and I was like, wow, this looks really cool. I might do this.
0: <laughs> One thing that so, I've kind of always wanted to do, but like not bad enough that I'm actually going to spend time and money doing it, um but i've always thought like i'm a competent if cautious uh driver i'm not a great driver i'm a good enough driver but i'm (laughs) never aggressive i'm i'm always the like no go ahead like i'll get there eventually i'm kind of the
1: same way i'm Um, the polite driver (laughs) but
0: uh taking stunt driving that'd be pretty cool like learning how to do like the burn out the drift around the corner like the the reverse like flip around parking kind of thing and
1: even though you're not bad enough to to do it you want to learn all the stuff that they learn on canada's horse driver
0: exactly one second (laughs) sorry one more thing all right i'm back again welcome welcome uh this is an episode uh full of interruptions but um
1: and wrong dates. It's
0: prob- oh, yeah. So many wrong <laughs> dates. Uh, What day is it again? It's <laughs> anyway. currently the 15th. Uh, this is probably... Uh, are you sure?
1: <laughs> yes, I'm very sure.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's probably going to be a shorter episode. Uh, but before we go, you were going to tell me about... I have no idea what this is about. Uh, Piggy Palace Murders. Yeah, I don't yes. know if so, that's, like, an amusement park or, like, a, <laughs> a bar? Quite beyond the sick. Like, um,
1: like, what is okay, a Palace? So, okay, so uh, this is my uh, Canada fact for the week, I guess. Oh, um have you been researching? I, uh, no, not particularly. I just kind of came across this one. Although, let me tell Fair you, enough. those uh, Heritage Minutes Oh, those are great um, I I've got to yeah. show
0: you some of the uh, National Film Board of Canada short films there okay. are some iconic ones that I I think they've been going for years and I probably don't know most of them but some of the iconic ones from my childhood like I gotta show you there's one where it like it's about these animatronic cockroaches that live in a jukebox that one's pretty great uh, there's one about like the cat came back uh there's one of the best it's called getting started so look up national film board of canada getting started it is one of the best representations of procrastination ever it's like however many minutes long this short is it's entirely about this guy he's like okay it's time to like practice my piano gonna do this oh but wait it's just, like, this guy never gets to his piano practice. It's the <laughs> best example of frustrating procrastination. Anyway, uh, that's some uh-huh. of your Canadian homework for later. Uh, yeah. But I actually Peyton found Powell. that there was
1: a... Yeah, so I found that there was a playlist, by the way, on YouTube of all of the Heritage Minutes. So, you know, I've been nice. binging through those. Um Piggy Palace, though this was um, actually there's another YouTube channel that I watch, and the guy tell um, tells stories, and usually does like three stories per video, mm-hmm. and uh, so one of them, uh, this video, he dedicated the whole video just to this story, and it was about um, uh, there's a guy, and he lived. Uh, It was actually him and his brothers. They lived in, and I will probably slur this name, Port uh, Coquitlam. It's just east of Vancouver.
0: Yeah, Poco. Port Coquitlam. Yeah. You got it. Poco. That's right. Um,
1: And (laughs) (laughs) uh, their family had a pig farm that they had run for generations. And when their parents passed away, the brothers, you know, wanted to keep working the pig farm uh so they started working this pig farm and pretty quickly they realized we're not cut out for this this is not working this whole thing's going downhill so uh eventually they they kind of gave up and they they kept some of their pigs but mostly they just uh decided you know most of this farmland we're just gonna sell Um, And they didn't realize until they were going to sell it that altogether, all the plots of land came to like $5 million. So
0: Okay, I just realized you're telling me something that is legendary in Canada. I just, I had never heard it called uh, Piggy Palace. Yes. I'm assuming by the details you're giving me, you're talking about Picton, aren't you? Yes. Oh so Yeah infamous around here it's just we right. we refer to the name usually not not the so, Piggy Palace.
1: Yeah, and that's where what I'm getting to here is the reason it's sometimes called the Piggy Palace Massacre or Piggy Palace Murders, whatever, is because once they sold that land and they had all that money, they were like, Hey, let's do something good with this money. So they held these like big parties that were supposed to be like fundraisers for various charities and they (laughs) referred to them as like Piggy Palace parties and they would see
0: that part of it I was unaware of but I am aware of what they're serving
1: (laughs) yeah they they used the old slaughterhouse as like the venue for these parties right and so that's you know that's why they called Piggy Palace apparently there were still like hooks hanging from the ceilings Mm -hmm. and stuff like that Um, so at this point, it sounds like, you know, most of the story, but, uh, essentially I,
0: I am both eager to hear someone new to the story's opinion and interpretation of it, but also it should be shared. There may be people listening that aren't aware of it.
1: Sure. So, um, essentially, uh, at the same time that a lot of this was happening, a lot of people in particular women were disappearing from east vancouver neighborhoods
0: it's, and a lot uh, of these definitely women
1: uh
0: like were drug
1: addicts and prostitutes yes. and yes people essentially that uh um you know most of society unfortunately didn't care about very much if you're um, looking and it was for heard-
0: victims and nobody's gonna go looking for Sorry to say that's... Yeah, it's
1: unfortunate, (laughs) but that's that's often uh, the people that will not... I mean, uh, way back
0: with Jack the Ripper. That was his strategy, too.
1: Sure. Um, I've actually heard statistics that East Cleveland um, has potentially like three to four active serial killers and who are preying on basically drug addicts and and prostitutes and stuff like that. Yep. (laughs) Um, But regardless, um... Essentially, uh, you know, people started to raise the concerns to the police that, hey, there are lots of women missing. Mm -hmm. And the police kind of shrugged it off as like, oh, well, these these are people who are into some some bad stuff. You know, some of them may have just run away. Some of them may have just overdosed. Unfortunately,
0: the reaction... Is, and this is a whole other conversation I don't really want to unpack right now, but unfortunately the reaction is like, people are missing. And the response from the police is like, "Oh, important people. Oh no, not never mind, important then. people.
1: Okay. Never mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, they go back to their desk. And like, it's
1: actually one of the things that I find so amazing about this case was how many times they came like kind of close to like discovering what was going on and it was ignored. Um, because that so you know they the police are ignoring the fact that all these women are missing especially because they don't really have any leads these people aren't people that they're and you know to be really fair, concerned about this hunting, is to be fair. yeah
0: the, um, they're not really concerned but also it's like somebody in that lifestyle you don't know for a fact you have to do some research and find out but you know flip a coin there is a pretty good chance they got murdered in a drug deal gone wrong or OD'd in a drug deal gone right or just kidnapped and brought there there are several likely reasons that they're gone so like serial killer snatching and murdering them kind of low on the likely list
1: not particularly (laughs) high yeah Yeah. um and that's why you know the neighborhood was so concerned because they're like sure you know people do go missing but they were starting to notice this was a lot more than usual um so this continues because they uh had kind of dismissed these these missing persons cases and all of that um and eventually uh after one of these uh piggy palace parties or or whatever um uh pickering's neighbor the- kind of uh, got a, uh Pickton, yes Pickton's neighbor got a knock on his door. And um, it was this woman who is, like, clutching her stomach, bleeding. She had a handcuff on one of her arms. And she's just hyster- hysterical. And, you know, he, he brings her in and and calls 911. And um, so the woman goes to the hospital. She's been stabbed in the stomach. And, uh, you know, they rush her into surgery. They're able to, to fix everything up and... As she's recovering, she's telling them, you know, I I was at this party and, you know, the guy, you know, one of the, the owners of the farm uh, slapped a handcuff on me and he stabbed me and, and I managed to wrestle the knife away from him and I, you know, I, I stabbed him in the face and then ran away because, you know, I was trying to defend myself. And at the same time that this woman was in the hospital of course the, the nurses called the police um, oh, yeah. <laughs> at the same time that this woman was in the hospital uh robert pickton comes into the emergency room with consistent like stab like wounds yep. to his face and um you know of course police are like what the heck is going on and and they get stories say. both from the woman and Am- from
0: amateur hour from, uh, not that I'm a horrible criminal monster, but if your victim got away, you keep your head low. You find a way to bandage that up at home. You don't go to the hospital. You <laughs> forget it. Like, if you know a witness's description of your wounds is going to match your wounds, sure. no. <laughs> I mean,
1: anyway. and then here's the, you know, once again, the amazing part is you, like, when I was listening to this story, I thought, Oh, absolutely. This is where he gets caught. And Mm -hmm. when he talked to police, he said, you know, oh, this woman turned out to be a prostitute that was at our like charity event. And she, you know, we caught her trying to steal from us. And, you know, when I confronted her, she pulled a knife and she, you know, we both ended up getting stabbed in the struggle and, you know, she ran away. Um, And the police basically were just like, Okay, that sounds about legit. Yeah, like
0: upstanding um, I mean, business owner uh, like versus some citizen low life versus prostitute, yeah. Right? Yeah. But also um, you can never the like weird thing this to was,
1: was handcuff. like how did they
0: how did he explain the handcuff like you I don't know you know what um, uh, what I assume and, and here's, where, here's where here's where people he
1: said, they, yeah said that in his pocket At the hospital, he had a handcuff key and it matched. That's a
0: little more difficult. But here's the thing a lot of people get like as an excellent liar myself, if I do say so myself, (laughs) here's the thing people get wrong all the time is trying to have all the answers. You know what the correct answer to like a hard to answer question about like, okay, explain the handcuff. You know what the correct answer is? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, right. like that's all you need. What she was around like, me. Yeah. It's like, well, did she have the handcuff on at first? It's like, yeah, she did. That that's why I sort of started asking her questions in the first place. Like the handcuff right. is easy. Right. It was already. There. Um.
1: The, yeah. The the one thing, like I said though, is that he had the key for it.
0: That's it's a little weird. bit harder
1: to explain. Um. But anyway, so I need a bit so of time, but I could probably find
0: a, a reason for that.
1: <laughs> so charges are, you know, any potential charges at least are dropped against Robert at that point. Yeah. Um, and disappearances keep happening. Um, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was then. That oh, the parties. So the parties were becoming increasingly problematic as well because there was lots of drugs and alcohol and stuff like that going on. Um, so the, uh, what was it? Uh, the, one of the workers on the farm, like one of the few guys that was still working the farm.
0: Yeah, they still um, employed people.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like another dumb mistake. He started to get suspicious about things. The problem was. In particular about Robert. And he was like. He eventually, you know, at first he kind of like, was like, eh, it's probably nothing. But the more he kind of watched things, he was like, something's not right. Especially he knew about the woman who was in the hospital. Yeah. And eventually he called the police and he said, hey, I think, you know, this guy, Robert Pickton is behind all of these disappeared women. And, you know, I think there's fishy stuff going on. You guys got to, you know, you guys got to take care of this. So they actually went back to the woman who was in the hospital, Wendy, and they said, like, hey, you know, we need you to tell us more about this incident so that we can get, um, because I guess this woman had also seen, like, piles of women's clothes in his trailer and stuff like that. That was his
0: big undoing. He kept too many souvenirs. Uh, The main thing was bodies, so it was getting too many bodies to bury
1: (laughs) so he uh yeah so he uh um they they contacted her and like hey we need more information and she was basically like no no no, i'm still afraid of this guy i am not working with you guys so they didn't have enough for a search warrant and so uh, once again they had kind of a dead end they let it go and meanwhile this worker is like still calling in all the time like i'm telling you this, there's something going on with this guy you got to look into him like, they why really have nothing to <laughs> right <laughs> um so eventually this worker at one point was in robert's trailer and noticed illegal weapons mm-hmm. so he called the police and he said okay well, there you go you know, like here's, I, here's a reason a Here's a reason. There's this isn't machine gun America.
0: Weapons. There's only a certain amount of weapons <laughs> you're allowed to have.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so he, you know, finally the police are able to get a police warrant with him, you know, being the witness, willing to say, like, yeah, there's fishy stuff going on. This is what I saw. This is what needs to happen. Um, so police get the police warrant. They go in in the trailer. They find. Clothing and items that belong to the women. They find weapons. They find all sorts of things, um, and they find traces of blood as well that they're able to match to um, DNA of one of the missing women. Um, they eventually also found like the rem- like small remains of like twenty seven women on the property, uh, although they found remarkably little. Uh, and when in prison. Uh, he admitted that he had killed 49 people and he wanted to make an even 50, uh, and that he had basically used a processing plant to uh, dispose of the bodies. Uh, And, in fact, some of this processed uh, meat, they ended up mixing with pork and making into sausages that they gave to food banks and orphanages and that they served That's, at yep. the parties. That's that what they I were was holding. alluding to earlier <laughs> when you
0: mentioned yeah. the parties. It's like, well, I remember what they were serving. <laughs>
1: yeah, a little bit of Soylent Green. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> secrets in the sauce. Um, so, yeah, it was a pretty interesting story um, and a lot of uh, killings. Um, oh, yeah. They were. Uh, only able to fully accuse them of 21 that i think he was they were actually able to link him well, that's to that's because and, that's how
0: many differently identifiable bodies they found in the garden Right. he was buried exactly. in the garden
1: um and then he um he was only convicted on on six of them he's still still serving as far as i'm aware but um, it's one of those things yeah, it's, a it's, really interesting story. it's
0: like Pretty horrifying. Legally, they can only pin a certain number on you. But it's like, if everybody knows you did that, legally, there's a hundred other ways to keep you in prison. We don't need I, to pin all those say, on you. And,
1: and the thing is that, you know, of course, while they're, when you have like a very prolific serial killer, for example, obviously they're trying to pin as many as possible so that, you know, even if you appeal one you have to appeal, you know, 15 more or whatever.
0: Um just but, I, I suspected this but I just googled it just to make sure. When yeah. you google Canada's most notorious serial killer, he's the number one name that comes up. Like he I can believe that just from the, much the number list.
1: and the brutality and the fact that he was serving the sausages. I mean, that makes for a pretty big story. Yeah. Um, I've I've heard of some other like Canadian uh, serial killer stories, but this one certainly no, this is the biggest one.
0: It this one takes me off the cake because <laughs> like I think it's big enough that one of the smaller details of the story, and maybe I'm just not connected enough to the story. Uh, I didn't know about the name Piggy Palace. But as soon as you started giving details, I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yep, yeah, yep. yeah, I this did. is uh, <laughs> this has been part of my life growing up.
1: I'm kind but, of surprised that it didn't seem like his brothers were really aware of what was going on. Because uh, I got the idea not. that his brothers
0: the, were also. The more people you smart. tell, the likelier you're going to get caught. At least that might I, have been I'm just, one smart thing he oh, did. Oh, I'm
1: not saying that he, I'm surprised he didn't tell him, I'm surprised. I'm saying I'm surprised that they didn't notice more suspicious things. Yeah. So that's
0: but all. By a like, obviously never met the man. Uh this happened <laughs> so long before I was around. But um there is a thing and this is evidenced in actually a lot of the famous serial killers. I went on a like serial killer deep dive when I was like in my early twenties. Uh, sure. Bundy in particular was like, like evidence of like charisma is one of the best stats you can have to use a D and D reference. Like a high charisma role is one of the most advantageous things you can do. It's just like the amount of times before Bundy was caught and convicted that he was suspected and walked was because it's like, Hey, he's just a nice guy. Like, A guy like that couldn't possibly do the things that these people are saying. No way. And so, if Picton was a nice guy, which by counts, he was just a good old boy, like most people liked, and like he threw parties all the time and stuff. And if your buddy that's just like he's the cool guy, like, sure, he's a bit weird, but he's like a cool guy. He's nice. He's got a farm. Those parties all the time. And. Often got some drinks and some drugs there, and it's like, it's good time over at Willie. Like, his middle name's William, so Willie Picton is what he went by. Um, it's like, Willie Picton, like, murdering people? It's like, nah, nah, like, forget I, it. You're nuts.
1: I feel like, um, no, I don't remember what I was gonna say all of a sudden, something about, uh, Oh, I feel like I should um, give a shout out to uh, the the YouTube channel that I found this on as well because this guy has all sorts of interesting yeah, I'm curious, videos. Because I grew uh, up
0: with the story, but like you actually know a lot about it, and yeah, so please share um, where you were educated.
1: Yeah, his uh, YouTube channel is Mr. Ballen. It's uh, Mr. M-R-, Mr. Ballen. So it's okay. yeah, M M R B A L L E N. Um, And he just He uploads just tons of videos With stories in them um, From all over the world They're really interesting uh, So definitely check that out I'm also realizing we didn't have her theme song In the beginning I
0: was just thinking that exact same thing uh, I'll fit it in somewhere But do you want to properly Do you have anything else you want to say Before the end?
1: I don't think so I think we've covered it all
0: Alright you want to Properly take us in. Theme song. Three, two, one, two. Thank you. I'll insert that somewhere. Now, do you also, want to properly take us out?
1: I was gonna say, and also.
0: Outro. (laughs) There we go. Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass, tailpipe tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber.